We are glad to be here to preach um, the word to you. Uh, we're thankful for the Adam Street Church of Christ for all their hospitality and allowing us to stay in their homes and feeding us so well with all their great food. <clears throat> Tonight, I'm going to talk about the wonderful kingdom. There's an earthly kingdom, and there's an earthly kingdom, the church, and a heavenly kingdom, which is heaven. Tonight, we're going to look at uh, one, what the church is. Two, when the church was established. Three, how does one get into this church? Four, why does one to be in this kingdom? Why is this kingdom so important? And five, how does one stay in this kingdom? Throughout the many years, there have been hundreds, if not thousands, of kingdoms <clears throat> been established. Many kings and kingdoms have risen and many have fallen. Tonight, if I asked you to list the kingdoms of this world, you might list the kingdoms of Britain, France, or even the Roman Empire, which is mentioned in the Bible. There's even a magic kingdom in Orlando, Florida, but tonight we're going to talk about a much more important kingdom. In fact, the most important kingdom of all. So for our first point, we're going to look at what the church is. The main difference is the church is a spiritual kingdom, while man's kingdoms are material. In the kingdom of the world, power is represented by these golden pinnacles and these golden symbols. In this kingdom of earth, the only thing they want is land, money, power, and privilege. But in the kingdom of... And the doors are shut in this kingdom and only open to people that the king or ruler might want to see. But in contrast, the kingdom of God is open to the lowly, the humble, and the weary of people. Matthew 11... Now I'm going to read Matthew 11, 28 through 30. It reads, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God chooses people for his kingdom that would not normally be chosen by man. Man only wants people that are useful to him. But God chose fishermen, tax collectors, and a doctor to go out into the world and preach his word. Now I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 1, 28 through 29. It reads, God chose lowly things of this world and despised things and things that are not to nullify things that are so that no one may boast before him. In these kingdoms of earth, many kings rule the kingdoms on earth, but Christ has all authority in his kingdom. Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen through 20. Um, it reads, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the end of time. Jesus is telling his apostles or disciples here that he is going to be with them always through all the 
lands and through all the countries that they go and preach. And that he will never abandon them while they're on their journeys. Second, we're going to look at the history of the church. It has all, the church has always been in the mind of God, even since the Garden of Eden. It was established on 33 AD, when those 3,000 souls were baptized into Christ on the day of Pentecost, and God added them to the church. And that is mentioned in Acts chapter 2. <clears throat> and this kingdom is eternal. Because those who die in Christ live forever, and therefore this kingdom never ends. Daniel seven twenty seven. It says, And the sovereignty, power, and the greatness of all the kingdoms under heaven will be handed over to the holy people of the Most High, and his kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all rulers will worship and obey him. Daniel here is interpreting a dream. And he's explaining that even though all the other kingdoms of the world will rise and fall, the kingdom of God will never fall, and that it'll go on forever, and it'll be eternal. Third, we're going to look at how does one get into this kingdom. Today, many people think they can enter the kingdom on their own terms. They think they can buy their way to heaven or just believe in their heart or just simply be a good person will get them into this kingdom. But these are all false teachings. There's only one way to enter the kingdom, and that is through Christ and his teachings. God commanded that we must repent and be baptized and enter this kingdom. And this was God's way on the day of Pentecost, and it is still the same today. It has not changed. Uh, Matthew seven twenty one. It reads, Not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter this kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. <clears throat> the only true way to gain access into this kingdom is through God. Is through Christ who bridges the gap of sin, as you see here. John 14, 6. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Both of these passages are saying that false teachings will not get you into heaven. You have to do... What God says, and like I said, that is repent, is like in Acts 2.38 says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness, forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That is the only way to enter this kingdom of heaven. Fourth, we're going to look at, why should I want to be in this kingdom, and why is this kingdom so important? First, we're going to look at, it's why should I want to be in this kingdom? One reason you should want to be in this kingdom is the blessings of this kingdom. As mentioned in Ephesians 1, 3 through 14, but I'm going to read verses, Ephesians 1, 7 through 10.
In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. This is the greatest blessing we can ever have. God sent his son to die for us for the forgiveness of our sins, and that is the greatest blessing that has ever been given. Second reason you should want to be in this kingdom is eternal life. We all have a soul, and contrary to what the world believes, when we die, our soul will either live in heaven or in hell. Now, some of the differences between heaven and hell are mentioned in Revelation 21, 3 through 8. I'll be reading verses 4 and verses 6 through 8. He will wipe away every tear from their eye. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things that passed away. Verses 6 through 8. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all of this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur, and this is the second death. Some of the characteristics of hell here are separated from loved ones, constant torment, no hope, weeping and gnashing of teeth, outer darkness, unquenchable fire, and the presence of Satan and all of his demons. The main reason why you should want to be in this kingdom is that the king is there. You should want to be with the king who loved you so much that he died on a cross for all of you. 2 Peter 1, 10 through 11. It reads, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you shall never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Second question is, why is this kingdom so important? Well, the main reason is, is the only one to survive, and is God's established. So the first one is, the, it's the only one to survive. Daniel seven fourteen. He was given all authority. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His domain is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will not be destroyed. <clears throat> and second reason why this kingdom is so important is that it is established by God. Matthew sixteen, eighteen. I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not overcome it. Jesus is saying here that no matter what Satan tries to do to overcome this church, he will not overcome the church, he will not allow him to overcome it. He will stand by it and he will protect it with everything that he has. And like 
And like the second point says, it is the only one that is not man-made. It is established by God. Finally, we're going to look at how does one stay in this kingdom. One of the greatest parts of this wonderful kingdom is the great king who is also the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. He rules over his sheep or members of the church with grace and mercy. The shepherd truly loves his sheep enough that he laid down his life for us. John 10, 1 through 18, but I will be reading John 10, verses 9 through 11 and 17 through 18. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have it, they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Verses 17 through 18. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. Jesus is saying here that he is the only way you can enter into this kingdom and that he will lay down his life for members of the church or the sheep in this story. You must stay focused on Jesus, but on your own accord, that does not mean you can stray away. But if you faithfully follow Jesus and his word, he will be there in the trials of your life and lead you from the kingdom of God on earth, the church, to the kingdom of God in heaven. Tonight we have learned about the wonderful kingdom of God. We have looked at what the church is, when it was established, how does one stay in this kingdom, why should I want to be in this kingdom, and why is this kingdom so important, and how does one stay in this church. Uh, We want you to be a part of this kingdom. The good shepherd who knows your name is calling you. Tonight will you hear his call.